to our podcast all by myself i'm jenny and i'm alex and we are super excited to be here and are releasing our first episode yeah this is the pilot episode the first one Mm. and our theme for this episode is firsts yes this is a first for us maybe a first for you listening in and the start of something new yeah, so we wanted to uh, introduce this episode by telling you a little bit about ourselves. Mm. So you go first. Okay, I'll go first. I am a 29-year-old teacher of middle school students. Um, I'm a bit of a fitness enthusiast, so apologies in advance for how much <laughs> you're going to hear about exercise, but Alex will balance that out. <laughs> With my non-exerciseness. Yeah. Yes, uh, I'm very excited for what this is going to be for the um, possible ridiculous, hilarious, and humbling moments of mm. our all by ourselves moments that we have had, and that maybe you can kind of resonate with too. Yeah. What about you, Alex? So I'm Alex. I am a teacher too. Uh, but Teachers are great. I love a good teacher. <laughs> uh, I am doing a lot of different things this year. I am. Someone said to me, I have a job portfolio now because I have more than one job and more than one thing to do. So I'm studying. I'm working as a relief teacher, uh, working part time. Uh, with kids ministry so yeah lots of different things for me this year but I am looking forward to doing this podcast Mm. to kind of yeah see see what happens in another thing that I'm balancing in my job portfolio uh but yeah you'll get to know us a little bit over this podcast so I'm not gonna Mm. waste too much time talking about myself now because I'm sure yeah you'll get to know us Mm. so we've Talk about this podcast for a little bit and the heart of it. For mm. you, Alex, tell our listeners what is the heart for you of this podcast? I wanted to start the podcast because I know what it feels like to be all by myself. And I think lots of different types of people feel that. Not just because I'm a single person, but because I know married people sometimes feel all by themselves. Or for um, people who have lost a partner or uh, people who, you know, move from another country or teachers Mm. or students. You know, everyone has felt at some point in their lives all by themselves. And how do we navigate that as a community? How do we make fun of it, you know, because mm, everyone's yeah. been there. We all relate to it and you got to, you got to laugh. Uh, <laughs> and I think mostly I want to, uh, y- you know, have, have this resource or something to reach out to if you are feeling alone or isolated for whatever reason. And I've had those moments in my life where I'm in a room full of people, but I feel alone or I feel lonely. So if, if you ever feel those things, um, then hopefully mm. this is a resource for you that we can relate to each other and remind each other that we're never really all by ourselves. Yeah. What about you, Jenny? I concur. I agree with what you're saying. And just to back on to that, that hopefully you'll find that the experiences you've had as our listeners by yourself is um, what lots of people mm. experience too. And we want to walk through and laugh at some of our situations and possibly even cry over some of our situations and feel the pain and the emotion of it and recognize that this is just part of life. Mm. This is what a lot of us go through. And do we talk about it 
Not that much. Yeah. Not, not enough, probably. Yeah, not enough. That's um, good. So this is just a platform for us to be able to um, share with you what we've gone through mm-hmm. and then as we go along to get you involved with it too um, mm. and hearing your stories and what we can learn from that yeah. as we keep going forward. Mm, that's really good, learning from each other. Yeah. So we're going to start off with a story because it is through stories that we learn. Yeah. So Alex, you've got a bit of a story for us about a first. I do. So we, I have so many firsts stories. The first Mm. thing that the first time this happened, uh, and I've chosen one that goes back, back in time. Twinkle, twinkle, twinkle. (laughs) Uh, so this first is about the first time that I ran away from home. So now, pitch, can thought, I clarify, yeah, yep. is there just one time you <laughs> ran away from home? Officially, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I remember a lot of times where I was talking to friends or talking to people and saying, I'm going to move out of home when I'm 16 and I never have to see my parents again. And now mm. I am not thinking that way at all. <laughs> like, I love my parents. I love you know, their wisdom and being around them and stuff. Um, but this was from a point in my life. So I would have been about seven or eight mate. Yeah. I think about mm. seven. Uh, and I used to live in Brisbane. So we lived in this like kind of bush area. So it was like a mm. suburb um, bordered on the bush. And so I can't even remember how this started. <laughs> Why do you ever feel like running away from home? But I have mm. had a big fight with my mum. My mum and dad both work full time. They weren't around very much. And so when they were around, I kind of assumed that they would give all their attention to me <laughs> and pay attention Naturally. to me. I, was, I feel quite bad for them because I was quite a extroverted, needy child but mm. with no siblings to take the heat off of them. So, they, yeah, so I had this big fight with my mum and I can't remember over what, but I was like, mm. I'm out of here, guys. <laughs> I'm leaving. And I put a lot of effort into it. I planned this out. So I had this oh. big blowout with mum and then I went off into my room. I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to pack a bag. So I did the whole, you know how you imagine people running away from home and they have like a little handkerchief on a stick? Yep. I did that. That's the image in my head right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. So what? I got this big, I can't even remember what it was. It would have been a blanket or a yeah. towel or something, a tea towel. And I put stuff in it to take with me when I ran away mm. from home. All right. What kind of things so, were your top? food straight to the fridge. <laughs> I packed, I can't even remember what I packed. I'm pretty sure I packed an apple. I packed like muesli bars or whatever it was that was Mm. around that I didn't have to cook. And so I packed all this food, probably packed like a teddy or something. I packed obviously the most important things in my life at that point. So useless trinkets and (laughs) statues of things that I collected. I was a collector as a child. Oh. Collected rocks. Let's keep that one for another. Okay. <laughs> tangent alert. Tangent alert. Uh, so, yeah, I had just like a bunch of useless stuff and some food. And I regret that now because it got super boring. Anyway, so I, I tied up my little tea towel on a stick. I went and found a stick somewhere. I think it was an actual stick in the backyard. Mm. And I packed a big coat. Like I wore a big coat. This is Queensland. It was super hot. I don't know why I packed a big coat. I just felt like it was something you needed to do. Runners on, off I go. And I think I left a note actually. I left a note for like on the dining room table for everyone to see. It was me and my mum and my dad. And the note said, 
Like, I have run away from home. Don't look for me. Love, Alex, or something like that. And nice and dramatic. Yeah, oh, I was the most dramatic child. And then I took all my stuff and I walked out the front door, walked down my street and – no, no, no. I walked down my driveway and I had this uh, just moment of panic. What do I do now? Where am I going to run away to? Where am I going to live? Like, this was a permanent thing <laughs> for me. I wasn't just running away for a little while. This is yes. – the end of my life as I knew it. I'm not going to school anymore. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, nah, I, I was gone. Yeah. Uh, where am I going to live? What am I going to do? You know what? I'm not sure. I'm just going to sit here until I figure it out. <laughs> so <laughs> we had this rock wall in the front of the yard. And I thought if I kind of like hide down behind it, lie down or mm. like shimmy, squat down behind it, they won't be able to see me if they're looking for me because they'll be looking for me really badly, mm. like panic stricken. Um, I didn't take the dog. Maybe I didn't have a dog at that point. I must've been before mm. I had a dog. Okay. So, uh, crawl, yeah, crawl down in front of this rock wall with all my stuff and sat down and thought about what I was going to do for the rest of my mm. life. Where am I going in life? You know, the big philosophical questions <laughs> for a seven year old. Am I going to live in the bush? And I was planning out like Ooh. making a bush house or do I run away and live with someone else or making these decisions? And I thought, while I'm waiting, you know what I'll do? I'll have something to eat. Yes. So I smashed through my apple. Okay, I've done that. Uh, what am I going to do now? Uh, maybe I should have packed a book. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I should yep. have packed a puzzle or something to play with. You know what I'll do? I'll have something to eat. Smash through my muesli bar. <laughs> I had like three muesli bars or something. I ate all my food in the first 10 minutes because I was just wow. had no idea what to do. And by this point, it was a long time. And by now, my parents must have found my note and were looking mm. for me. So this is, it gets real now because I am officially running away from home, but I've actually only got as far as the front yard. Mm. So I was like, okay, well, I could walk a bit further down the road and go to the bush, but um, that feels a bit far. <laughs> it feels like okay. I'm too far from home Mm -hmm. so that when they actually look for me they might not find Mm. me so I sat there still thinking about it Mm, maybe for another 10 minutes so we've got to Mm. the 20 minute point and Jenny knows this about me that I can't do anything for more than 20 (laughs) minutes to remember you were seven years old as well yeah look that's staying power for a seven-year-old right I proportionally if I'm now an adult and I can only do things for 20 minutes that must have been ages yes that was a lifetime. Yeah. It felt like a lifetime. And so I had run out of food. Mm. My The only person with me was my teddy, who was not very good company. I was really bored. Mm. And kind of growing up as an only child, I was used to being bored. But this was the worst bored because I was waiting for something to happen. I was waiting for my parents to walk mm. down the driveway and start calling, Alex, where are you? I oh, was so sorry, you ran away. I was expecting this real life thing to happen. And it didn't happen yet. So I probably entertained myself for maybe for another 20 minutes. So we're talking an hour tops. Yeah. Which felt like forever. And then mm. I got bored of that. So I went back in the house just to see if they were panicked, you know, if they were calling yeah. the police and I didn't want to, you know, panic mm. them and involve the police. So I went back inside. They hadn't even found my note. And I said to my uh, mum, mum, why aren't you looking for me? And she's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> mum, I 
ran away from home. <laughs> oh, did you? <laughs> Just zero cares. Wow. Uh, it was like infuriating at the time, but now hilarious. I just imagine my mum sass at me, like wanting all this attention and running away from home. But really, I only ran away to the front yard. And so changed my life, you know, from that point on. Hadn't run away from home again because I think it really struck me that I being – feeling lonely in my home like not having brothers and sisters or not having friends around Mm. at least it was my home you know I felt so so much more lonely and panicked and had no idea what to do even though I only went to my front yard (laughs) you know and being just just like in my mind I had disconnected myself from my family (laughs) and so whenever I felt like I wanted to run away from home or do something dramatic or to get attention or whatever I, I remembered this time Mm. and okay so running away from home doesn't actually get you the attention that you want to get and doing these big dramatic uh you know whatever acts for attention doesn't achieve the purpose that you think they do so probably help my communication a little bit you know that's a big life lesson I think so for a seven-year-old even like you can't run away from your problems because when I be- went back home, mum was still mad at me for whatever it was that mm. we had a fight about. You know, that like running away from your problems doesn't make them go away. They're still mm. there when you come yeah. back. And eating your way through problems. Oh, yeah. No, it didn't work. I did kind of still do that though. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah. you're right. It, it didn't solve anything. It didn't help mm. anything. It didn't achieve what I wanted it to achieve. Mm. And so that isolating lonely feeling that I had chosen for myself was pointless you know it didn't I needed to talk to my mum about whatever she was mad at me about or I needed to work through this feeling or be okay at feeling lonely or whatever Uh, and yeah so I didn't officially ever run away from home again even though I probably thought about it a few times and I wanted to do it again no no so I got as far as my front yard and that's that's the the furthest I've been. <laughs> in, in running away. And now, obviously, you don't live at home. Yeah. Oh, actually, maybe another... this is the furthest I've been. I live 10 minutes from my parents' house. No, that's not true. I did live overseas for a little while. So, yes. Yeah. But I think that's pretty funny. I think that's a great story. Yeah. Of a first of trying to run mm-hmm. away from home, mm-hmm. realising perhaps Didn't there was a through. better option <laughs> yeah 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 I had a nice warm cozy bed that night yes good. and you had worked through whatever problem or argument yeah, you had yeah have you ever asked your mum about that story since I think I brought it up once and she was like, yeah, she still didn't get why I was mad. Like she didn't, she never found the note. Like she didn't understand why I was so contrary coming back. Why weren't you looking for me? Like, why didn't you call the police? Cause I'd been gone for so long. Like it was just normal for her to, to my child's gone into her bedroom for an hour or yeah, like, that so was gone outside to play. Yeah. When you think of parents, like that's such a normal thing. I don't know why I was so like brokenhearted that she <laughs> didn't go to look for me because if she was constantly popping her head in when I was playing or reading a book mm. or watching tv I'd be like go away mom you know that's yeah. so annoying <laughs> why do you have to check on me once an hour <laughs> I won't run away from home again yeah anyway. uh-huh. no she's a good mom <laughs> that is a great story and something about you and your mom yeah yeah I don't know where dad was probably in the shed <laughs> he didn't care either 
Oh, I don't think so. I'm sure they both cared deeply. Oh, maybe. In their own way. (laughs) In their own way. They cared. Yes. Oh, still going. Oh. <laughs> I'll just edit this out. It'll be fine. Yeah. Okay. Interview. Da, 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 da. We're interviewing a person now. And we're done. Thanks for your interview. Five minute fun spots with Jenny. And Alex. <laughs> uh, today we thought we'd, being our theme of first, talk about things that you, when you first come to Melbourne, that you should do. Yeah. Or if you've been here for, in Melbourne for a long time, maybe like you, Alex, things that you can do for the first time. Yeah, I like that. Things you haven't done. So Jenny's from Adelaide mm. and so she remembered back to the time when she was first in Melbourne, the first few weeks oh or months goodness. of living here. <laughs> I love the reaction. Oh my goodness. What did I do? Drama. I can't actually remember the first. I, I lived, mm. I've lived in Melbourne a couple of different times in my life, so I can't remember a first. Sorry. That's okay. You have known a lot of people who've come in and experienced it for the first time. Yeah. You've probably just done it from the hosting side. That's right. Taking them on the tour. So our first thing is we're going to share five firsts that you could or should or we would say are worth doing in Melbourne. That's a good one. Five things worth doing in Melbourne by yourself. Yeah. You don't need someone to do it as a slight extrovert and sitting next to... A big extra. <laughs> we would say any experience is probably going to be enhanced by doing it with someone else. Yeah. yeah. Um, but these are things that you could do by yourself. And that and we have enjoyed doing by ourselves or yes. could enjoy doing by ourselves <laughs> yes. if we haven't actually done them. Um, first one being Melbourne. It seems to be the sporting capital of Australia. They say that. And we're both... Oh, actually, I shouldn't say that. So, I'm not a huge sports fan, Jenny. Mm, I'm a social sports fan, so yeah. if my friends are going to be enjoying this sport, I'll enjoy it with them. Okay. Um, but you like to do the mm. sport or the exercise yourself? Much prefer to do it. But yeah. we say you should go to a sporting event. Go to a sporting event by yourself. And yes. so this seems a bit intimidating uh, on the outset. And I find whenever you're going to do something by mm. yourself, the hardest part is like getting out the door, yeah. you know, to have the forethought and the emotional energy to get yourself yeah. to the thing. Buying the ticket, yeah. organizing how to get there. Yeah. I find going places by myself really hard. So mm. if I have to, you know, go somewhere by myself, I'll probably drive because I can listen to a podcast or yeah. a music or whatever and do my own thing and it feels less intimidating. Mm. But if if you're into it, take the train to the MCG, see yeah. your sport. All right, we were actually yeah. previously talking about how amazing ice hockey is, guys. Get on it. It's a really fun short sport. <laughs> yes, but I would say with the AFL, if you haven't gone to it yet, go to Etihad first. It's much oh, easier really? to okay. access. Good tip. Because you can go on train and it's practically it's right, there. right there. Is that Marvel Stadium? Now, yes. Yes. That's it. Sorry, Marvel Pro Stadium. Tip. That's what I'd say. And if you enjoy AFL, which apparently a lot of people do, yeah, go see an AFL match. And we're saying you can do that by yourself, go to an AFL match, because teams will just 
adopt you into the family yeah. you know if you all go for the mm-hmm. same team or even if you say you go for the same team and you don't really you're adopted <laughs> into the family yeah. you're one of the bunch and it's something that you can do by yourself but also feel like you're yeah. there with a bigger group of people yeah or if you don't want to interact with people, you can just sit there if you want and to enjoy, yourself, enjoy what it is. But let's move on for our top five. Next one is going to the movies. I love going to the movies by myself. <laughs> if you could see my reaction, I've never <laughs> been to the movies by myself. I'm not sure I even always like movies. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I love movies. So the experience. Yeah. You know? But it is something that you could quite feasibly do without a lot of effort yeah which a lot of people enjoy movies so why not do it by yourself i really like going down to the local you get to pick Mm. the movie you want to see you don't have to you know Mm. talk to someone else about what they want to see and compromise you get to get the snacks that you want to get you get to judgment no judgment you can do whatever you want and no one's there to judge you and you watch the movie by yourself, which is great because you generally, I mean, other people <laughs> generally don't talk during the movie. I'm a bit of a movie talker. But most of the time, you don't have to talk to someone at the movies. And then after, you can just text someone about the movie if you want to talk about it or call someone. Or if you don't want to talk about it, you don't have to, yeah. which I feel appeals to a lot of people too. It would say, go to a movie by yourself. Next one, art galleries. We both love this one and can advocate for the worthwhile experience. We could include museums too, but go do something cultural. Yeah, particularly in Melbourne, the NGV is free. Mm. Get along to it. Just kick off, you know, an hour there looking through the stuff and make it fun. You know, go Mm. go on a scavenger hunt. The other day I was in the city and I had a bit of time to kill between events. So I went to the art gallery and I tried to find a portrait of one of my friends. (laughs) Like, which one of these paintings looks exactly like my friend? Uh, So that was kind of my big goal. But I enjoyed the art while I was wandering around as well. That's beautiful. Next on our list, if you are new to Melbourne particularly, it Mm. is a handy, handy thing to do is to go to Ikea, Bunnings. It's a little daunting by yourself because they're such big places. But... They're helpful. They are really helpful. helpful. So if you're moving here, living here, and you need to deck out your apartment Mm. or your house or whatever, IKEA is da bomb, but also terrifying (laughs) because it's so big and scary. Uh, so I, I was saying I enjoy going to IKEA if it's just for a browse, you know, by myself. Mm. I like to have a look, but Jenny has actually done this. Yeah. To buy. I did. It was quite a process. I went in knowing what I wanted, pretty much, having done the research. So it was more of a pick-up trip rather than a oh, okay. You're have to internet make internet researcher. Yeah, okay. compare different places. But then I'd never been to an IKEA, which was part of shopping centre. Yeah, so, so is it the Richmond? Yes, yeah. that was our closest one. Sorry, Westerners. It's Western suburbs. Not Woo-hoo. anywhere close. Yeah. So just getting there, driving through traffic was the first mission. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a good experience and IKEA is a fun kind of place to be. They are very logical. I mm. think that really helps doing things by yourself when you can say, this is exactly what I want. This is the barcode where I pick it up from. Yeah. If it's not there, I get to ask someone and it makes logical sense where the next mm. piece is, you know, and you stack them all up. I I think it's doable by yourself. Yes. And then you get the fun of doing the flat packs when you get home. Yeah. Flat packs. Is very feasible by yourself too. Yeah. 
With a drill. No, no, no. You're not meant to do it no. with a drill. A screwdriver. No. I do it with a drill. <laughs> Shh, don't tell anybody. <laughs> but Bunnings yeah. too. I, the first thing I do when I go to Bunnings by myself is talk to the person at the front door. Because they're like, hi, welcome. Nice to see you. I actually put on a girly voice. Sometimes it's not a girl. Hello. <laughs> It's good to see you at Bunnings. I don't usually talk to That's them. That's not a man. Really? I like them. They're the best. But I like the challenge of trying to find it. Oh, no, I hate that. <laughs> I always say, where do I find this? Which aisle? These are the three <laughs> things that I need. Tell me the three oh, numbers that I need okay. immediately, in yes. and out. And they boom, are boom, very boom. helpful. Um, yeah. Let's move on to our fifth. Okay. Um, Controversial. <laughs> <laughs> this one is, but I think if you're here in Melbourne, a very worthwhile uh, goal, motivation, activity to do is to run, yep, run the <laughs> Melbourne Marathon. And I would even say if you're not a runner, like doing the 10K or the half marathon, but being part of that atmosphere, that crowd. Um, yeah, I ran the marathon last year for the first time and would highly advocate it. Yeah, Jenny was talking about how it felt like being part of a community. It felt like a social mm. event, even though she did it by herself. Do you want to tell us a bit more about what happened at the end? At the end? Of the race. At the end of the race, um, it was exhausting. And yeah. every single muscle in my body has never felt as sore, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> and I was crossing the finish line in mentally going, I'm about to cancel my gym membership. <laughs> I better tell my girl who organizes my netball team that I'm not playing anymore um, and all of that. You just hit a wall. You reached oh, your point. It was more than a wall. Um, <laughs> and then I went through the feelings of wanting to burst into tears because I had actually finished. Yeah. Saw some friends at the finish line too, so it didn't actually end up being something by myself completely but yeah it was a mission I started off with you ran the race that yeah. was your goal to run the race by yourself but having people come in to watch you yes. having people message you or text you or say organize was, other people to come yeah. in at the end and I even actually ran the first 10ks with someone I knew oh like and accidentally just because well, it happened that yeah, way yeah it just happened to be I knew he, um it was my minister from my church in Port Lincoln he was running the marathon too, so we did about the first 10Ks together. Awesome. Um, and then someone who was doing a half ca- uh, half marathon, I probably walked with her for a few minutes in that kind of, you know, 25 to 30K mark. So that was nice too. Yeah, so you met so, people, even though your goal was to do it by yeah. yourself, it ended up being a bit of a social thing too. It was. That's great. Everything I think for us will turn into social. It's not really by ourselves. Yeah. But we could do it. All right, on to our second list. Okay. This is definitely not big a five-minute fun spot <laughs> anymore. This but, is two five-minute fun spots together. Yes. List um, number two. This is our list of things we would highly recommend not doing by yourself. There is no value in doing these by yourself. That's a bit of a harsh yes. way of saying it, but yeah, don't do From it. our experience, if there's an option when yeah. you first come to Melbourne, don't. Don't. I mean, come to Melbourne, but just don't do these things. <laughs> Number one is don't drive in the traffic in your first few days in Melbourne oh. by yourself. So I have this little story coming back from the Melbourne airport. My dad had driven over here with me. He was then flying back, so he drove to the airport, and it was my mission, <laughs> my challenge to be able to drive from <laughs> the airport back. Yeah. To Hoppers Crossing. Not just a mission, not just a challenge, <laughs> be, because it wasn't just, oh, I need to get from the airport to home. It was without <laughs> GPS. Like, yes. who does this? No GPS. 
So let's just, um, for today's episode, we're going to summarise it as a lot of wrong turns, a lot of, I didn't know I was leaving the freeway, I thought I was staying on the freeway. You didn't know I was leaving the freeway. This is how you can categorise Melbourne driving. Yes. I didn't know I was doing that, but then I did it. It pretty much was. Or um, even city driving. Have you been yeah, city? Yeah, a little bit. Your first hook turn? Have you done no, a hook turn I in Melbourne? No, I have not had to do a hook turn. Wow. Yeah, it's terrifying. It's, so, if you're not from Melbourne, try not to drive as much as possible. <laughs> so plus a public transport would be my suggestion yeah. at the start. Or yeah. just use a GPS or have a friend in the car. If you have to be by yourself, use, use a, a GPS. GPS and rely on it. There's no shame. <laughs> no shame. No shame. No judgment. No shame in that. <laughs> um, I feel like the next one is yours. Of yeah, what not to I, do. I do not like going to live performances alone. And I wonder if, I, I don't know, I just have a bit of a hang up about it. I love going to the movies by myself, but live performances, yeah. I find really intimidating to go to an actual person and a gig, like a comedy gig at the festival mm. or, uh, you know, live music at the pub or whatever you're going to, it, I find it really intimidating to do that by yeah. myself. Absolutely. And also I find the experience is really so much better with someone with you because mm. you can joke about it, laugh about it, talk about it and turn it into a thing as opposed to the only reason I'm here is to go to blah. Yeah. Yeah. So if, if you can you avoid can it. Just go to the movies. <laughs> Which or is great. Find a friend. Find a friend. That's I mean, a better way of doing it. Yeah. I guess doing this podcast, if you're going, I wouldn't know who to invite. Alex loves a oh, live performance. Yes. You know what? Also, I love going to absolutely <laughs> random things with people. If you yes. invite me to a wedding, like, I will go. That's another story. That's another yes, story. Too but, many stories. Uh, yeah. Live performances. Right. Mm. Go with a friend. Mm. Or... Many friends. Many friends. Why not? Next, let's say that what you should not do by yourself in Melbourne is sightseeing. Which sounds, I thought, oh, when I heard this, I was like, but that's what you do when you visit Melbourne. You go sightseeing or when yeah. you're traveling to another place on your own, it would probably be the first thing I would do is go sightseeing. Mm. However, we're qualifying this one. Yes. With It's better with other people. It is so much better to be able to share that experience with someone else, either a local who knows, you know, that spot you should park, the time you should go, where you should get your food before, after, during. Yeah, the shopping, the right shopping in the district. So if you're traveling inside the city, it probably makes it a bit easier to walking distance sightsee. Mm. But if you're doing things like the Twelve Apostles and the Great Ocean Road or mm. Peninsula Hot Springs, going with someone yes. to, kind of, for me, will take the panic out of the situation. <laughs> yes. I have to drive there alone and I have to do all this mm-hmm. stuff on my own. When you go with someone, you share getting lost. Yes. You share yep. the bad food that you eat or, you you know, when you sightsee and have a bad experience mm. as well by yourself, it makes it feel like it's a bad day. Whereas yeah. if you have a bad experience with a friend, it's still not a bad day. It's a no, good day. You've had a good, fun laugh with a friend. That's and right. you know what not to do next time. Yes. Yeah. Do it with a friend. Mm. With that, let's say Melbourne is great for food. It is the foodie capital. If you're is a foodie, really? Melbourne's the capital of everything. I feel like, you know, <laughs> it's the most livable city. So we do everything the best because we're Melbourne. <laughs> 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 yeah, I feel that yeah. way. Maybe not everyone else. <laughs> so I've got some divided loyalties here. <laughs> yeah. Adelaide's the food capital? <laughs> no. no. Yeah, have, so Melbourne yeah. has as many cuisines as we have restaurants. 
you know, so many different mm. places. There's a place that has just cheese. It's, what? Yeah, you just go and it's as all the cheeses. Oh, and okay. uh, they pair it with like wine and stuff. It's yeah. just a restaurant devoted to cheese. It's a beautiful thing. Oh, there's like the best croissant restaurant mm. in the world. No, I don't know about that, but in Melbourne. <laughs> you know, sure we, we have a lot of specialised yeah. foods. But I think when, particularly when it's a dinner, mm. it is something that, I don't know, doing it with someone yeah. just, I don't know. The conversations you have. Yeah, it's not about to... feeding yourself for energy and sustenance. Yeah. Like the purpose of it is to connect with someone and to broaden your horizons, try mm. something different with a friend. So as much as we know that sometimes you have to have dinner by yourself, you're on a work trip yes. um, and you have to have dinner by yourself, maybe think about if there, if you would go somewhere specifically for mm. the food. Like, I need to try Ethiopian. I'm going to go to an Ethiopian restaurant. Mm. As much as it would be better to do with a work colleague or a friend, if you have to do it, you have to do it. We get that. But if possible... <laughs> Yes. Invite someone, make a friend, Definitely. get the recommendation, make it into a connecting experience yeah. or meet someone, you know, meet, you, if you're sitting at the bar before you have a restaurant and there's another person who doesn't have anyone to have dinner with, mm. do it together. Yeah. And that leads us to our final, we would highly recommend don't do this by yourself is going to bars, going to clubbing. I actually hate saying this one. I hate that we have Me to. Me too. Yeah. We just want to say keep yourself safe yeah or if you are going out by yourself make sure someone knows where you are and keep them updated and mm. leaving the bar now i'm going to my car um yeah I'm walking home or whatever you know yeah it, it we mm. want we want people to be safe and to have fun and to have shared experiences and connect with people uh but it's it's hard to do that in the world that we live in i guess yeah. sometimes. and the car one's an interesting one because i'm like a complete I should be able to walk this 500 meter section to my car by yeah. myself. And, and I have Do you have fear no, about it? No. no fear. I have no fear either. But my friends always have fear for yeah. me. Yeah. So I kind of like it's a beautiful thing that they do. Mm. And I understand in the communities we live in, there are things that do happen. So mm. the fear is based in something that does yeah. happen. So it's a good preventative Thing to do and even like someone like me and you who mm. aren't afraid just to put someone yeah. else's mind at ease yeah to and say, if not it's that message as soon as you get to your car yeah don't I'm worry safe. thanks for a great night yeah i'm home i'm in my car don't need to worry yeah. because i have not worrying either yeah. so okay so we're adding to the this list we said don't go to a bar go clubbing alone we're also saying don't walk to your car alone no that's not true of course you can do these things alone and i feel like that's mm. that's the whole point like we do get into places where we are all by ourselves but to reach out to your community and connect with people to remind yourself and to remind them that we're we're not all by ourselves you know that we do think of other people before ourselves and we we want yeah everyone to have fun and feel safe and so yeah if you are going to a bar by yourself go for it but reach out Mm. into your community and make sure other people are feeling okay about that too yeah. But it is more fun if you go yes. with a buddy. So that's our list for today. So this brings us to the end of the podcast. Oh, our first mini episode. Yeah. Thanks, Jenny. I've loved having a chat with you. You too. Together. Together is how we are going to do this. Yeah. You know what I really enjoyed? I enjoyed sharing an experience of all by myself when I ran away from mm. home. <laughs> 
<laughs> but Beautiful. sharing it with someone because it I uh, reflecting on that experience when I was on my own kind of inserts you into that memory, you know, and it I'm yeah. sharing something uh that's a bit more than just by myself. So oh, we cool. encourage you maybe as we finish today, go share a story mm. or something you have done for the first time. We've all Your done firsts. things for a first time. Yeah. Either share it with us or find someone else to share it with. There are people who want to hear and I'm sure, sure they are brilliant stories. Yeah. I love that everyone has their own unique story mm. and we would love to hear that too. So you can email us at podcast all by myself at gmail.com. And yeah, we'll talk to you soon, listeners.